0: Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by EcomC, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of EcomC. And today we come back with another session of questions and answers after I believe two or three weeks. I was traveling around, so now I'm back in the office um full power again <laughs> so as everybody knows or so maybe for the people that joining for the first time these sessions are going to be running every tuesday at 5 p.m a uh, gmt time um on a weekly basis and the purpose of this a uh, course is just to cover all the questions we get by email social media on our sessions and just you know to put this value out there because i feel that these are usually the questions that most people may have a uh, when starting an Amazon business or we're running an Amazon business. And I know when usually you're getting started in the e-commerce space, is a very lonely place. I mean, specifically at the beginning, you know that you don't know the right communities. Maybe you don't have your group eh, of people that you can discuss your Amazon related things. And I think this is going to be a, an amazing space for that, right? You can ask your questions. Nobody's going to judge you. And yeah, just have fun, right? <laughs> uh, Now, before we jump into the questions, which actually we got quite a few, I don't think we're going to be able to cover them all today, but I'm going to make sure to roll them over in the next following sessions. First of all, I want to remind you yesterday, we just dropped another episode with Cassandra from Healing Tem. So the reason why I want to point out these uh, episodes because there are a lot of new changes coming up to a um, and Scale Summit from Healing Tem, it's happening 19, to 23rd on September uh, this month in Vegas, uh, which basically means almost 12 days, yeah, 13 days away from that event. So a lot of things have changed. Uh, there are still some tickets left. Uh, I think VIP is sold out, but still there's some uh, normal tickets. Uh, I'm gonna be there, so looking forward to meet you there. And yeah, you're gonna learn a lot from that. So definitely check it out. The second thing and i want to point out is that uh, last week uh, actually we didn't have this uh, session of questions and answers so i also want to point out that last week we dropped a a lot of new episodes so one of them is around how you can scale uh, your brand outside of amazon which was a very good uh, uh, episode that was on wednesday um and i believe on monday we also have an episode episode was very nice as well. It it was regarding how uh, you can actually do everything that has to do with basically mitigating risk, right? So the first episode uh, that I mentioned, which is scale outside of Amazon was with Jordan West. And the one on Monday was with uh, Pradeep Kumar very close friend of mine around how you can do and deal with risk mitigation so check those two episodes which we dropped last week and now let's get started with today's session so I want to start first with the news so usually give an update around the Amazon space things are going uh, happening and once we finish with that which I think I want to highlight a few things then we jump into the questions and answers Okay. the first thing I want to mention which I actually already mentioned on my session on Thursday last week which was my first comeback a, a official invite to these live sessions, uh, was the Spanish one on Thursdays, which we also do at 5 p.m. GMT time. So the first update I wanna bring to you guys is that prepare everything that has to do with your inventory, uh, specifically your inventory for what we call Q4. So Amazon has already announced, and you can actually even found this within your sort of central accounts, the official dates by when inventory should be there. So if you are looking to sell inventory uh, for what we call breakfast, a Friday or a Saturday Monday, usually you wanna have all your inventory there by November 4th. And then also if you're looking to take advantage of Christmas, which I know most people is looking forward to that, you wanna have your inventory on Amazon within December 11th, right? So write down those dates, very important. Usually I try to stay very, uh, far away from those dates. It's not like deadline is 11, you're going to send it on the 10th. Try to send it at least the first week of December and in the case of November, actually towards the end of October. So always get at least one or two weeks before the actual deadline because a lot of people wait on the last minute and then you might still miss it even if it's within the window, right? So that's the first update I wanted to bring. The second update I wanted to bring, which is something very interesting, Amazon just released something called the new reference price requirements for Prime exclusive deals. So this new um, basically thing that they brought out is now we need to make it very clear in terms of how we express to our client what is the actual, Price they are getting the discount from, which is a reference price. So they they want to make sure that it's very clear what was the reference price and what is the discount they are getting. And they actually put a, a minimum for all these promotions. So if you are doing a promotion for what we call prime exclusive discount, next to needs to be at least a five percent discount and up. And if you're doing something for Prime Day, Black Friday and all those um, specific like exclusive uh, things like also Cyber Monday, it needs to be 10% as a minimum. And you need to be very clear oh, what is the reference price and what I mean reference price is what was the original price and not make it up. Right. So that was a very interesting update. I think Amazon is pushing more towards being more transparent with pricing. Because we all know that Amazon, I mean, I have seen that a lot in in blogs and people in social media talking about this, that they have realized a lot of... Uh, sellers on amazon they just uh, inflate the price to make it seem like as you're actually getting a discount but you're not and people is is realizing that so i think i also want to make clear that uh, they want to not be known by fake discounts but actually real discounts which is one of the pushes they are doing with some of these new requirements they're pushing okay so that's the second thing i wanted to bring now um this uh, let's move now straight into the questions we have for today i'm gonna start by bringing some of the questions to the table and again if you have any question at all something's not clear feel free to interrupt me drop it on the chat i'm gonna be more than happy to bring it um, to the live okay so let's start with the first question of the day so the first question of the day is how to use flat files okay so flat files flat file is something that i'm pretty sure a lot of you have seen more and more lately Um, for example, a very close friend, Vanessa Hong, she talks a lot about flat files, And flat file is actually something very powerful. I mean, if you know how to use it, you can definitely do big things with that within the Amazon ecosystem, because the reality is flat files are not widely used across the board. I would say maybe 70% of, uh, of people don't use it even higher. And the reason for that is complicated, you know, flat files is basically an Excel file with a lot of columns, a lot of details, data. I mean, you could get a headache just by opening the file. <laughs> so it's complex, right? However, if you know how to master it, you can do good things with that. And why do I say that? Because flat files usually give you access to an undiscovered world of, ten- of things, um, attributes that you don't get access by the normal Amazon interface, right? And this is very important because first of all you can use that to fully optimize your back end which means most of your competition is not going to have those attributes which you might get discovered by specific keywords which your competition is not getting discovered by or attributes or filters filter is also something that we underestimate i I can't tell you how many times i have seen people even sometimes i saw my mom shopping on amazon and when she was uh, scrolling she was using the filters on the left hand side and to be honest, I never use the filters, but I realize that over time, especially people uh, of higher age, when they actually take time and not like them, like us, that they just see the picture and do an impulse by Which they actually do the diligence that when shopping. They use the filters to look materials, different attributes of specific categories, and if you have that fully optimized, when they apply the filter, if the competition is not f- making, let's say, optimization for. Um, the material made out of steel and you're doing you're going to be the only one showing on the search results And that's a set you want so that's one of the powerful thing you can do with flat files the There are things you can protect your your listing a lot of things one of the mistakes we see as well is um, Basically w- what it can happen Is that if you don't feel the back end of a flat file somebody can come in uh, and basically can hijack your listing. No, just hijack it, can put keywords on the back end that can get your listing block, right? So keywords that have to do with the other category or categories that maybe are not even um sometimes not even the category. It can be just terminologies like claims. Like things like pesticides and things like that, which is a nightmare. And if you don't have all that fully filled, then it's a it's a weakness you have in your listing. And those, to be honest, are just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, flat price is such a complicated thing that you could spend days and days going over that. But yeah, if you, I would say definitely everybody should start learning about that because I think we how competitive Amazon is becoming, we definitely need new ways to differentiate and, and take the most out of the. Amazon um, system in terms of being fully optimized, so definitely explore it for sure. Learn from reliable resources and make sure that uh, once you know how to use it, take full advantage of that. Okay. Awesome. Uh, next, uh, next question. And um, how long does the honeymoon period usually last? So the honeymoon period is usually uh, the period when you start selling on Amazon, The Amazon give you the benefit of the doubt, right? It means m- because your product has no history, it's going to position you your product much higher than one, what a normal product would With uh, because basically Amazon doesn't know how your product performs. So they're going to put you on top in terms of some of the keywords, make you rank, rank faster and see if you actually can stick what we call at the launch, right? Because if Amazon give you the benefit of the doubt and you get more uh, juice and impressions than normal, but then you convert very quickly to sales and you actually start proving to the Amazon e- algorithm that you're actually worthy, worthy of the traffic, you're gonna get what we call organic ranking, right? So honeymoon period usually lasts, I mean, nobody has an exam number. To be honest, everybody that's tell you a period of honeymoon period, they're doing an educated guess based on what they see. Right, and, and that's the same I'm gonna do right here. So usually in terms of honeymoon period, where we usually see the amazing boost of, of, as we call it of impressions and everything, it's usually around 45 days. 45, 60 days as a max, that's usually what the honeymoon period lasts. Uh, but yes, it definitely exists um, and, and that's something you definitely need to take advantage. That's why before launching a product on Amazon, you need to make sure that you have everything fully optimized Fully optimized in terms of the listing the, the keywords you're going to target and everything because if you don't take advantage Of this boost you get at the beginning you might not get it back and then you need to basically relaunch the product Okay, but yes, definitely exists and that's usually the window you're looking 45 60 days at least from express. Okay Awesome next a uh, question how to get a plus content premium. So yeah a plus content premium actually last month It was rolled out to all a uh, brand um brand register sellers it was something a uh, more exclusive before like you need to, it had many uh, many more a uh, criteria to check to get the a plus content but now they made it widely, widely available to all the brands the only thing is that there's still requirements so they made it available to all the brand owners which nobody had access before uh, by the traditional means of brand register but now they still ask you for some criteria, some minimum criteria to be able to access the A uh, content, uh, the premium content straight away. So this criteria is that you need to have at least 15 A-plus content approved in the last one months. So that means you need to have at least 12 products, 12 chart ASINs, whatever A-plus content designs that they got approved by Amazon. Once you get done, you get access to the premium content, and premium content is much, much better than normal one. You get like specific... Um, Blocks that now have interaction with the customer like image slide link comparison and tables Moving around and things like that and it can be very powerful space depending on the category for sure But yeah, that's the criteria So if you have at least 15 designs in the last one months, you should get straight access to that If you don't just raise a support ticket with the brand register team and you should get it. Okay? Awesome next uh, question best strategy to compete in a category where all competitors lower prices <laughs> yeah i mean when this happened most likely the productization and without even knowing your product i bet most people in the first page have exactly the same product and when you have this is you're just a commodity it's like you're trying to sell salt right or sugar i mean what is the difference between one sugar and another maybe the packaging maybe you could say the quality, but the end the day, it's sugar, right? The same thing happening with these products. So if they are very similar, there isn't really something that can differentiate one from another. The only thing you can compete is in price, right? So if that's the case, it's very tricky to compete there. I mean, you could try to revive it by maybe doing something unique when it comes to the experience of the product, maybe a specific bundle, a specific packaging that when they get the packaging, they get a specific access to a club, Uh, where maybe let's say you're selling a water bottle right which is a super saturated niche but let's say which again it wouldn't be profitable but let's say that when you sell the bottle you get access to a a a network of gyms for free just by having the bottle imagine if you could do that i mean on paper it's not going to be profitable because having that access to all your clients is going to be super expensive for you as a brand but that will definitely be a reason for people stop thinking about price but actually think about the experience they get with your water bottle so things like that right again that's complex that takes time that takes money Uh, so that's why in order to avoid that um, in terms of having to compete at this high level of strategies i would rather from day one try to focus on something that is not saturated. And and this can easily be on from day one, guys. I think the, the issue I see a lot is that you see these TikToks or things in social media of people uh, saying, oh, look how I made a million. Uh, just go to Alibaba $1 and sell it for $12 and make millions. And, but they don't tell you how much they spend on PPC, how much they spend on launch, how much they spend on influencer uh, marketing, the FBA fees, and maybe they just made $100, right? So try to sell out from those trendy products, I think the days of just selling something trendy and making a, bu- yeah, a huge budget those are over now. It's all about bringing something unique to the market. And when I say unique, it, usually th- there are a few main points, right? The branding for sure nowadays, then um, the pain points that you are solving that other people is not doing so features technology Materials things like that that you bring to the market And the third thing is trying to also enter into within a niche that there isn't a somebody dominating, right? So for example I was talking other day with a guy that he wanted to jump into the protein space like selling whey protein and if you jump to a space they are already monsters dominating that brands right so what you want to avoid is jump into spaces where there are already huge brands that are gonna make it super difficult for you to enter those markets so those are some of the tips again you can go much deeper customization uh, manufacturing manufacturing very niche in places that nobody uh, nobody has taught before in terms of specific materials or, or techniques but again, Try to avoid the typical and just going in Alibaba um, and find the quick trendy ones because you're gonna encounter this issue. Awesome. Next question: How many times I can reach out to my customers? So I guess you are um you're wondering regarding sending uh, like emails to them um through salescentra. So usually, the max you can you can use when it comes to reaching out just once, and you can just use it for asking for a review. Therefore, if you're asking for a review already uh, uh, within Amazon, try to not send an email. Or if you're sending an email, try to not ask for a review because you can ask for a review just once. Um, Within an email, I would try to stay away from things like positive review or things that have nothing to do with asking for a review because you can't really use that email for upselling, right? If you're to upsell another product or promotion, you can't really do that. What you can do that is with inserts. So you can be very strategy with your inserts maybe make people register for a specific uh, manual or a video t- or a training or a specific club that they get 15 percent for life per month for your products things like that so that's usually when you can really establish a communication but within the amazon ecosystem like using email marketing a uh, a normal messaging, I wouldn't advise you to do that. However, as a brand, there are some brands that already are running rolling out email marketing strategies, and Amazon is already allowing you to use some of their templates to establish some upsell techniques for your clients. However, this is just beta; not all the brands haven't. But I definitely see Amazon that is pushing towards allowing more marketing uh, strategies within email, which are going to be rolling out uh, very soon. I mean, right now very is, is is beta, but they are working on that. Um, building more templates so you can basically do strategies within the amazon ecosystem right using their channels and their own email uh, api to communicate with your clients okay Uh, awesome let's see which other question we have sponsored products or sponsored brand which one is better Mm. i mean usually the one you're gonna get the best return on your investment is sponsored product that's for sure I would say if if I need to give a percentage, usually 70%, 60, 70% of your brands, um, sorry, campaigns are always going to be sponsored products. The other 30, 40%, you're going to have a balance between sponsored brand and sponsored display, which we didn't mention here. Now, why sponsored product is always the one that's going to give you the best return on investment, because sponsored product is built to target a ready customer that has they have an intent for purchase right so usually with sponsored product if you do keyword targeting you're very targeting keywords that if a person type in that keyword is because they want to purchase that right however with sponsored brand taking aside video ads which can also be very um, um good in terms of finding in um, customer intent sponsor brand when you do banners and things like that is more built for creating brand awareness right because remember that usually when you do sponsor brand a eh, advertisement like if you do banners eh, or advertise your store you're actually showcasing a full catalog right so rather than focusing on specific product you're showcasing a full range of products, and you try to convey your, those clients looking for mega vitamin C to also discover your full range of vitamins, and you also sell vitamin D and vitamin a, E, whatever, and your full catalog, right? So that's the purpose of sponsor product. However, if you target the right keywords, which those keywords for sure needs to be first validating sponsor product before brought to sponsor brand by doing a video a campaigns and things like that. Uh, that's usually the most profitable way because if you don't sponsor brands on all the keywords that you're also going to do sponsor products with, most likely it's going to be very unprofitable because sponsor brand is just to enhance, right, and um keep uh, controlling specific keywords that you have already validated by then providing Putting your brand as an authority on those keywords so the way you do that is first discovering which are the most profitable keywords at the product level and then expanding as a brand on those keywords and then you have sponsor display right sponsor display is more a retargeting tool you also have some product targeting right within sponsor display which if you know how to target the right async can also actually also be very profitable But at the same time, eh, one of the main tools of sponsor display is targeting audiences and retargeting. So when you target audiences, right, and when you do retargeting, um, the first thing that you need to mention is that when you do retargeting, usually... Uh, you wanna make sure that you do it first on clients that definitely gonna uh, purchase uh, from you, right? And the way you do this is by within sponsor display, for example, you can target people that saw similar products, or saw a similar ad, or for example, that already purchased from you in the past. So, for example, let's say you're selling supplements, you could retarget people that purchased from you in the past and show them a product 30 days later, so they can purchase your product again. So that's why sponsor display usually is more as a Uh, Basically top of the funnel as well because you're retargeting people and even if you're not retargeting using audience You are targeting audiences as abroad trying to bring them into your funnel and bring them down to the bottom Where is where the sale happens? So usually when getting starter sponsor products where you get uh, the best result Specifically if you're a brand that doesn't have any awareness and then slowly I would definitely start adding sponsor brand sponsor display to add that formula uh, which I already explained. Okay? Awesome. So let's see which other question we're gonna hear. Um, next question: Do you recommend BAs for Amazon business? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to scaling your Amazon business, and I have brought multiple guests to um uh, to guests to the podcast. Um, we always talk about how it's super important to build a team, right? So BAs is the best way for you to scale your business. Uh. Further, because you can find the strategic people in in the space for sure. You need to do your diligences, or you can even find VAs that have a common knowledge about the commerce space, and then you can train them around Amazon. Uh, and I think then you can find people that can help you with everything that has to do with listening optimization, everything that has to do with PPC optimization, further research. And then you need to reach a point where you actually become the person that works on the business, right, in the business, right? Because if you, on a daily basis, try to solve all the messaging, all the inventory, all the PPC, even if you think that it takes you one or two hours, it adds up, right? And it's also mental energy that it takes from you to actually exp- uh, behave as the founder of the brand and actually think more in the long term and the strategic side of things of the brand, right? So that's why I would say definitely if you uh, can afford VAs, and the first thing I will do is look into them because I think building a team and then building a system that can work without you is the only way you can really bring the Amazon business to the next level, specifically when you're starting to reach six to seven figures, you're definitely gonna need that, otherwise you're gonna struggle with all the things you need to do on a daily basis. Awesome. Um, let's see next question. Launching my first, uh, my product by, it, but my PPC get very low impressions. Why? So yeah, the reason for this most likely is because you're having. Either indexation issues with some of the keywords, I mean, if you have no impression at all, I will check first your index session, make sure your listing is full optimized, make sure your keywords are well positioned across your listing, like title, bullet points, uh, description, search terms, and so on. Once you have fully defined that that's the case, uh, then I will actually also make sure that your bids are competitive enough, right? Because if you're advertising on a keyword that the traditional bid is, uh, Trading four dollars right now, and you are bidding one or two dollars. There is no way you are gonna show on those keywords. Or if you do, you get very low impressions, which is usually during times that everybody's out of stock. Eh, and most likely, you are not gonna get enough sales right to make that keyword valid. So I would say, check the session. If that's not the issue, check the bids. Most likely, those. Eh, Two things, if you check them properly, should fix the issue with low impressions. And I think the third thing, just to add on top of that, make sure your product is in the right category. If your product is not in the right category, most likely that's also going to give you low performance in the PPC because then by having, let's say, you're selling a toy and you are within the sports category. Uh, Amazon is not going to give you the the basically relevant score related to be advertised on those specific keywords of your niche because you are saying to Amazon that you are within the, in this case, um, I said uh, the the toys uh, category, but your actual product uh, is uh, is sports or vice versa. So you need to make sure you have the right category to make sure the PPC and also the indexation works well for you. Listen, okay. Awesome, next question. Do I need to file a trademark on each country I sell? Uh, No, actually uh, that's why a lot of people file the trademark in the UK because it's one of the countries that is the quickest and the fastest and actually the cheapest. And then you can use that trademark to apply for brand register uh, across the globe. Once you get it in one country, it gets approved across uh, all the accounts. The only thing you need to consider is that uh, by getting brand register, yes, you are protected in terms of having the brand register uh, features, but still having the trademark just in the UK is not gonna give you as much protection in other countries as if you had the trademark in those countries as well. So I would advise if this is if the brand is really scaling and, and you really see that you are gonna expand internationally, for sure look into expanding your trademark cover across multiple countries, because being just in one country definitely can help at the beginning to get brand registered, get started on Amazon, all that, but ideally you will, have a, you will want to have it across a, your main areas where you want to expand internationally. Okay. okay, I think this is the last question for today's session. Have you used Amazon Post? Is it good? Yeah, Amazon Post is very good. I mean, it's something that is kind of also on a beta a rollout is uh, usually is, is something that you see people implementing the most in, in Amazon USA and I think it's actually just available in Amazon USA at the moment. An Amazon post is just basically something like an Instagram but within Amazon, right? So you, each brand is going to have their profile, they can put their images, they can showcase their catalog, to, uh, put caption, etc. And it's actually something that I see evolving a lot in the coming months because I feel Amazon is pushing more and more towards branding That's why I did the Amazon live to create this space for the brands and then you see how they're pushing so strong with brand a Register and all the features they are running for brands and then Amazon post is just the trial for entering also the uh, social media space and I think if you have a like customer generation content, right? Like let's say you sell your product to customers and you put in an insert that if they send you have a selfie with your product at 15% off on the next product and you create enough content with this, you could use it to then create an Amazon post and create social awareness, right? You remember people shop uh with the eyes and what i mean by this is when they start seeing that other people actually enjoying the product and they actually start feeling that they can actually want to be part of that community or that lifestyle or something like that that actually helps a lot for convincing people to come and try your brand so amazon post can definitely give you that because then you can even link that to your products you start creating your following and then when you create your following you can do very nice things with that for example you um. in in things that you can do with your following Uh, for example in amazon live you have a big following you can even announce them when you go live Uh, there are definitely some tools in the making like announcing a new promotions when you're launching new products reaching out to your follower so i think the follower and that's why amazon is reducing following amazon live and amazon post is something that they're going to be enhancing more and more i think their goal is making sure that as you get these followers you get more freedom to interact with them in strategies eh, as the one I already mentioned. Okay. Awesome. So I think that would make it for today's session, guys. So thank you very much for everybody that eh, has joined today. Remember, if there is something that wasn't clear, leave it down in the comments. I'm gonna make sure to check them and answer them for you. If you have any specific question, remember that maybe we didn't cover today. Feel free to send it our way, either by email to our team. Or social media, whatever is uh, the channel that you prefer, we'll make sure to go in the next one. And that's it. So remember, tomorrow, actually, I just wanted to brought that up. Uh, we're also releasing a, a new episode. Uh, so stay tuned. Very interesting topic. I want to keep it as a surprise for you. So just remember to go tomorrow around 5 p.m. GMT time as well to YouTube and you're going to see what I'm talking about. Okay. Awesome. So, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for being here. I wish you an amazing rest of the week. Take care, Ah, uh, until the next one, bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.